Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. And you'll notice there's no video. Um, Daniel and I have decided to change the format of the news and views to a kind of podcast audio format only uh, and broad broadcast them as MP3 files so that you can download them, make them... Uh, making the downloading much easier. Uh, spread the news far and wide if you can, because this is our attempt to get around YouTube's constant censuring over anybody that disagrees with the COVID plan scandemic narrative and who disagrees with the CDC, NIH, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and so on and so forth. Um, if you're watching Pfizer and Moderna stock, you'll know that the narrative is unraveling. But anyway, the news and views will be in this audio format. That doesn't mean, folks, that I have quit wearing my hats for news and views. <laughs> I am in a hat. Uh, but I want to talk today, everybody is focused on the Ukraine, uh, probably rightly so. But everybody is focused on the Ukraine. I want to go back to an article that appeared in The Hill in 2017. And I want to address just one aspect of what the Kremlin has been saying about what's going on in the Ukraine. And also one aspect of what President Putin said in his speech prior to announcing the Russian invasion. Now, I want to make another comment before I do this. This does not mean that I'm taking Russia's side. It certainly does not mean that I'm taking the Ukraine's side. But I will tell you that the side I am taking is one of extreme skepticism regarding anything any government official of this country, that is to say the United Socialist States of America, and any government official representing it is saying, and any of its media is saying. There's so much lying going on on both sides right now that it's difficult um, to choose a side. However, that said, I want to address this business of Mr. Putin saying that he's going into the Ukraine to denazify it. And this article appeared in 2017 in The Hill online. I will attach the uh, URL so that you can go and check this article out for yourself after you get done listening to my news and views on it. It appeared on November 9th, 2017. The title of the article is The Reality of Neo-Nazis in the Ukraine. And it, folks, again, let's get over this dropping of the uh, definite article. It is the Ukraine. It is not Ukraine. That's not English. The reality of neo-Nazis in the Ukraine is far from Kremlin propaganda. And I want to read a few paragraphs here from this article because he points out that the 
there were major media stories on some aspects of these neo-Nazi units in the Ukraine. All right. He says, quote, there are indeed neo-Nazi formations in the Ukraine. This has been overwhelmingly confirmed by nearly every major Western outlet. The fact that analysts are able to dismiss it as propaganda disseminated by Moscow is profoundly disturbing. It is especially disturbing given the current surge of neo-Nazis and white supremacists across the globe. The most infamous neo-Nazi group in the Ukraine is the 3,000-strong Azov Battalion, founded in 2014. Prior to creating Azov, its commander, Andriy Biletsky, headed the neo-Nazi group Patriot of the Ukraine, members of which went on to form the core of the Azov Battalion. Biletsky had stated that the mission of the Ukraine is to, quote, lead the white races of the world in a final crusade for their survival against the Semite-led Untermenschen, unquote. Now, you, you can't get much more Nazi than using that phrase and that German word in that context, folks. And continuing. Azov's neo-Nazi character has been covered by the New York Times, The Guardian, the BBC, The Telegraph, and Reuters, among others. On-the-ground journalists from established Western media outlets have written of witnessing SS ruins, swastikas, torchlight marshes, and Nazi salutes. They interviewed Azov soldiers who readily acknowledged being neo-Nazis. They filed these reports under unambiguous headlines such as, quote, how many neo-Nazis is the U.S. backing in the Ukraine, unquote, and, quote, volunteer Ukrainian unit includes Nazis, unquote. How is this Russian propaganda? The U.N. and Human Rights Watch have accused Azov, as well as other Kiev battalions, of a litany of human rights abuses. In 2016, the Simon Wiesenthal Center caught Azov trying to recruit neo-Nazis in France. Brazilian authorities have uncovered similar attempts in Brazil. Azov's official page on VK, a social media site used in the Ukraine and Russia, features images of a white power tattoo and the Totenkopf, or death's head symbol, used by SS concentration camp guards and neo-Nazis today. And incidentally, the uh, Totenkopf symbol was also used by a Waffen-SS combat division that was actually named Totenkopf, uh, the 3rd SS Panzer Division, which did a lot of its fighting in the Ukraine uh, from 1943 on. Um, my point here in pointing out all of this is to be skeptical not just of Russian media but of Western media particularly from a government that has been lying to us since JFK's assassination uh, it is clear that there are these ultra right-wing elements in the Ukraine and while we're talking about radical elements, let's not forget President Zelensky's tie to George Soros, uh, 
and both Zelensky and Putin have ties to the World Economic Forum, headed by Klaus uh, Schwab. What I want to ask and have you ponder is why is this narrative now being so totally reversed? And I suspect it's um, to embroil Russia and the Ukraine both as cat's paws to eliminate both as, and this is going to sound very, very off the wall, but to eliminate both as uh, any sort of standard bearer for Orthodox Christian culture in Eastern Europe and the world. The only people that will that will benefit from a prolonged struggle between Russia and the Ukraine are Xi Jinping and uh, the deep state oligarchs in this country. Uh, they're the ones, I think, that are behind this. And it's very interesting to look back and see how the United States manipulated events to goad Mr. Putin into taking this sort of action. But uh, the basic claim that he's made about invading the Ukraine to denazify it, uh, I think, has directly to do with the presence of units like this, mercenary units by and large, uh, within the Ukraine that have been operating more or less with some impunity. And remember, the Azov Battalion was operating primarily in the Donbass. Uh, other areas of the Ukraine, certainly, but uh, it also was operating in the Donbass. So that's it for today. This is a short trial of this new platform that we are going to be doing our news and views on. So uh, I want to remind you all again that we have the Friday short format makeup vid chat uh, this Friday. That will be March 4th at 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time. Please do not send any more questions or comments. Uh, I'm still struggling with uh, a weak voice, and of course, I'm still uh, struggling with being <laughs> being much more tired after doing something like that than I used to after the heart attack. Anyway, I want to thank you all again for sending in all the articles that you have. I want to thank you deeply for all your prayers, for all your support. Uh, I'm I'm re really literally overwhelmed. I will be trying to send out thank you notes uh, to those of you who, who gr so graciously gave some financial support off of Catherine Fitz's uh, Solari website. And I wish I could do the same for those of you who did directly on my website. I simply don't have any way of knowing who you are. So I hope you'll, I hope you'll accept my, my deepest thanks. It came right in the nick of time. I'm struggling paying the bills for some of these expensive medications that they have me on. So that has certainly helped with that. So I want to thank everybody again uh, for your patience and for your support. And um, I hope and pray that whatever your your personal need is, that it, that it will be met. Anyway, that's it for today's trial audio news and views. We'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye and God bless.